So for the last uh, two years now, well, it's, it, it's, it's been a little bit less than that because it's taking a little bit for the medication to work through my body. But I no longer have bite sweats. Um, I, I can eat not properly or eat whatever I want. It used to be where I couldn't eat anything. I was constantly throwing up. I was constantly living in, in a state of fear. And no one wants to live in fear. And so we know that there's, there's, there's stuff out there, but people are too afraid. I was too afraid. And so now that I know that I'm HIV positive, there's just so much stuff I can do now. I take my medication. I see my doctor on a regular basis. I see there every three months. I make sure. And for somebody who doesn't have insurance, it was the biggest problem for me was because I didn't know where to get tested, where to get a free test. So we will be talking about where, where can you get free tests? And where, you know, there's so, there's so many options around the United States where they offer free testing and no one really knows about them. You know, so we want to make sure that we advocate know for know your status and once you know your status to stay hiv negative or if you're hiv positive we want you to be undetectable that is the only way that we can um get the zero transmission rate and my life has been incredible since learning and it's, it's difficult because i had to take a medication every year I, I mean every day at the same time i have to make sure it's with food i have, First, I was on the three pill medication, so that was super hard to make sure that I would always take, you know, all three pills at the same time every single day at the same hour. Make sure it's with food. Make sure that I have something to eat. You know, one day, two days, you can't skip this medication, you know, for anything. You have to take it religiously. So that has changed in my life, but for the better now. Now I can educate. Now I can be an advocate. And while I don't want somebody, I would like for people who are not HIV to be advocates. I feel like it's so important somebody who is living with HIV, who doesn't have insurance, to be even more of an advocate for, um, you know, making sure that we end zero transmissions. I originally met, um, <laughs> I always say he's a thug because he's from Fillmore. Miss Tiffany says she's proud of you. Oh, tell her thank you. Thank you, um, Miss Tiffany. We're proud of her. I met my husband um, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And we actually just got married because I was scared to get right. married again. Mm-hmm. Um, How old are your children now? Um, my oldest is 25. Oh, so they can protect yeah. themselves. <laughs> and you. She's 25. Okay. Um, my son, he's 22. And then my baby girl just turned 21. Okay. Oh, okay. So they're all grown now and um it took me a long time to introduce him to them yes <laughs> because well, you know yes we still. understand yes but um they're just as crazy as he is it's <laughs> like he always tells me he has um a rough type of love he's not affectionate or passionate but he said he shows me the love that he know how to show me. that's probably all he's been taught and that's what he said that's, that's, that's all he's, he's been, been taught. taught that's all he's and been we taught. laugh like if i tell you on a non-stop basis he has us rolling like constantly <laughs> like on a daily that. basis like me and my best friend can sit in the room and we're not bothering nobody <laughs> when he comes like what y'all leave us alone like, we're not even bothering <laughs> you know? something. <laughs> and he he has like so many different 
voices that he used on us. Right. He has an African voice. I saw him voice. last night. When yeah. the last night? Yeah, when he barbecued. <laughs> oh, my God. He got an African voice he used on us. I yeah. said he needs to turn that into some money. He was good, though. Yeah. Yeah. He so, needs to go on Facebook Live with his character. Yeah. So, yeah. I tell him every day. I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still rough around the edges, but I, I appreciate him because... Well, you have to meet people where they are. Where they are. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's all he knows. That's yeah. all he knows. You know? And I'm his first marriage. So. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's going to take prime process. Yeah. yeah. Time. So he was like, I don't know, you know, he don't I'm know what to be. do. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah. So you can't fault him for so, that. You know? And that's what I always, I have to remember that I can't fault him Mm-mm, for something he, he's something he doesn't know. But like I told him, he 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 said, I accept you for you. Right. And he's originally the one that really made me stop wearing my hair in my face because I used to cover. My I remember face you up. said that. And remember when I first mm-hmm. met you, I yeah. had just cut all my she hair. Yeah, cut all her hair off. I'm like like yours. I had just cut it off uh-huh, and died. Oh, she did. Because I wanted to stop hiding behind um, the fact that I was insecure about my facial features yes. being something that I had to get used to. Yes. And not being, you know, you, you have, have such a beautiful face. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, you've been used to looking one way and then yes. you have to adjust another way. So Yeah, because um, yeah, she had cut all her hair about like yours. She yeah. just, just <laughs> chopped it off. Yeah. Just chopped it I, off. You know what? Because I was like, how can I help um, somebody if I haven't faced my own issues. Right, right, right. And like, who's going to listen to me if I'm trying to say, you know, you need to do this? And they were like, well, you got your hands, your face <laughs> up. It up. You have like, why, how, why I'm supposed to listen to you? And so <laughs> when I did that, I felt like, well, wow. And my husband has always been the one to tell me, you're beautiful. And yes. I always say, well, how, why Why would you think that? Cause you and are. he was like, baby, I don't see what you see. I no. only see you. Because when you tell me that, I'm like, I don't see. <laughs> and, we don't, and I, don't I hate that. what you say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't like, don't it. nobody see what I see. And yes. I was like, you know what, Trail, you got to. You got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, I feel like it was, it was smothering me. Like, yes. that was something that was... I couldn't breathe. Like it was, it was really consuming me. Mm-hmm. And so once I let that go, and my message, she didn't even know I cut it off. And I sent her a picture. And I said, "What you think?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I chopped it all off, and it was purple. And I was like, "What you think?" And she was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Thank you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at work. She I literally stopped. Off, huh? I literally stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> I went to screen right What's wrong with you? Yes, yes. So, so we just want to let you know that you have most, I've already told you from the beginning, you have the most beautiful oh, face, most you. beautiful <laughs> smile, personality, you radiant, thank and it's your loving, kind-spirited heart that you always want to help and always want to do for somebody else. Even in your own pain, you still try to reach back to help somebody else. And I always say this because I'm, I'm a sensitive counselor, like, hmm Everything is sensitive to me. Like, we can't even watch TV because if somebody <laughs> crying on TV, you my husband be like, I see you over there crying. I'll be like, whatever, I'm not crying. <laughs> he be like, yeah, they're going to tell I I just always feel like if I can show somebody yes. compassion and love, you know, that's what we all really need. Mm-hmm. Like, if we can just help each other and stop being, you're right, you're right. you know, always having an attitude or it's always a problem, like, it shouldn't work that way. You You're know? right. We right. should always be. We should all be able to coexist, no matter what. 
And I feel like if we can just get along with it, it's not good. Yeah, it's something good in everybody. everybody. I mean, yes. You might have to look a little harder. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's up now. We're going to find something in there. Did you want to say something, Brian? I'd like, no, I ain't trying to say Don't nothing. Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, you know, encourage, no, this was especially time encourage time. young women. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I was so young when everything happened. I want to encourage young women to, like, at least help. I always have. I met women along my journey that that lost their kids, and now mm-hmm. I, I give them my number. Call me. Yes. If you just yes. need to vent, cry, no, do whatever. It don't matter. I'm here. Like, call me, good. and we can talk. I have right. no problem with it because I've been there, and I know how it is when no one wants one to listen people. to you or yes. no one wants to hear. That one you as they say why I haven't been through that situation. <laughs> but I think it's like a stigmatism. Oh. <laughs> I think it's like a stigmatism that the female has to carry it. Like that's yeah. what we do. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to show the the world and just work through it and you'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Sometimes you need to vent you need yes. to go for it. You gotta mm-hmm. let that go. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and it's so funny they just said it because I know Tiffany's probably gonna kill me, but that's what I did to Tiffany. I I inboxed her and I was yes. like, "Can I share something with you?" And she was like, "Sure." And I was, it was just something that was saying, "Talk to her. If you yes. talk to her, I promise you, she will listen." Yes. And when I talked to her, she was like. You could text me. She called me. She even sung a song. And I was like, I've never met women that were so freely to help or give advice. That's right. You know, because, like, like again, where I'm from, it was always thought, oh, black women can't get along, or women in general can't get along. And so once I met her and just, you know, kind of enclosed and looked some things to her, she was just like, you know what? You know, I won't say anything about it, but when you're ready. Yeah, when you are ready. ready. So, and yeah, I, I told you, whenever you're ready. And I, so, and I appreciate you too because mm-hmm. it was just, I guess it was it was meant to be. Right. Because I promise you, the day before you said, hey, come on the show and talk, I had just told her, you know what? Maybe I need to start talking and I can get this painted. Because yes. I literally cried. She held me like a baby. And I literally cried on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And the next day, um, well, Lisa them had posted on Facebook, uh-huh. like, if you wanted to, if you could have your own radio show, right. what would it be about? Mm-hmm. And I, I chimed in. Yeah. And sure she did. said, um, I need to get in contact with you. And I was like, well, yes, ma'am, in the time. And mm-hmm. she, I remember her tagging you and yeah. Mr. John. Yeah, she tagged and us. And both of y'all inboxed me like, Simultaneously, he was like, "Can you come Wednesday?" He was like, "Can you come Tuesday?" And I was like, "Uh, yes, yeah, yes, ma'am. I can come. <laughs> I can come. And then you was like, uh, "Well, I, you're gonna be a speaker at four. I told him, I was like, "Yes, ma'am." Because <laughs> I had literally just said, "Maybe if I get it out, I can get some of this paint, this paint lifted." Right. And because I told her I didn't know how much paint I really still had. Yeah. You know, because you know me, I'm. I'm goofy, so yeah. I'm giggling all day. We laughing, joking, and I didn't know how much pain I was really still holding inside. Yes, yes. So I appreciate y'all so much. Oh no, we appreciate you <laughs> for being open. You know, being able to tell your story. Um, you know, it's the the thing is to help somebody else. It's not to bring on the shame anybody because. Once we talk, nobody may not, they may be going through the same thing you're going through, but until they actually hear it, well, she made it, so I can make it. I went through this here, but look where she is right now, you know, so by you saying that, get out, uh, 
Even though it hurt, get out. Just make your exit plan. Just run with the clothes yes. on your back. That's maybe I'm that's something about that somebody literally like run, please. I. It's just the things that I still can see vividly. Like, right. He would call and just hold the phone so he could hear the background. See, see if anybody. If was, see if I was at work. Or he would ride by my job to see if my car was like that's that's a lot of time. Like now I'm looking like uh -uh, that's, that's too much stalking. time on your hands. That's stalkerish. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know about stalking. We didn't know about like, no stalking. Me, I'm thinking, oh my god, he loves he love me so me. much. Uh -huh. like, no, like no. now I'm like that is so that is serious. So was he working? He was working. It was just, it was, it was just. So you were his full-time job, basically. Like, when it got worse, that's girl. when it was just like, he really didn't care anymore. Like, I'm I'm like, my auntie was one of the aunties who who owned the little place I worked. Mm -hmm. And she was like, um, he needs to get off this property. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember he was going by one of my cousin's house in Dallas, and she was like, I got my gun, he needs to get off my property. Mm -hmm. She, I mean, that's when I went into hiding. Like, was it jealousy, or it was just something wrong? What was, it was did just you something, ever figure it out? I just figured it was, he couldn't take me wanting to leave like you could do whatever you want to do to me just don't leave Lord, just don't leave but when i got ready to leave and when he fit found out that i figuredly found out that i know what i'm worth and i know right. i don't deserve this right, so right. therefore it, it became a problem then like i'm talking when i had my mom had to get an apartment her name so you couldn't find me yeah like one of my friends used to, he she don't work here no more because he would come to my job that's how serious it was. Like, he ended up jumping. I stayed in a gated community. He ended up jumping the fence to try to find what apartment I was in. But he couldn't. He didn't know. He didn't know. And the, uh, by then, the security had called. The lady upstairs from me called the police because she was like, so she seen somebody peeping through my, walking past my windows. But he really didn't know it was my uh, He didn't apartment. know. And they ended up calling the police. Like, it was that. I was like, why can't, what is, like, what's the problem? Like, you're doing what you want to do, and you've been doing whatever. Like, just let it's me go and live my controlling. life. Yeah. And because he but was so much older. But you said the controlling and all that didn't start until after the two years. But before the two years, did you see any warning signs? No. Look. It, he just turned overnight. He presented himself. Have you ever seen a Prince Charming that could take, he's taking care of everything? Right, right. Oh, he pays Swept all the bills. Swept you off Yes. And, and then that's when the violence You're 13 started. years older than me. I'm looking like, oh, you're not in the ripping around the streets. You don't do the club because you're older than Yeah, you thought he was more yeah. mature and he knew. And so, and then like one night it was just like something switched to where you just he thought. He just switched. You just, you, you, yeah. well, he was driving trucks and he mm -hmm. just started standing out. Um, would lie about where he would be. I had women calling my phone. They mm -hmm. was like, oh, he's with me. What? And you know, he, no, they lying and they okay. Mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. it just got to the point to where it, it was just ridiculous. And then when the physical abuse started, how did the like, physical abuse start? Um, we end up we was arguing, arguing. One right? Night, and it was just like he hit me, and I was like, "Whoa, Love, where did that come from?" And I'm literally, I had nails, and we literally fought. All my nails was broke. I was bloody bleeding. My face was messed up. My, like everything, I literally looked like um, when Martin was on. Right, I and he had all those. That's how I looked, and when mm. I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, "You, you, you got to be kidding me! This is not Here we go again. what a marriage is supposed to be." Like that was one of the worst fights. 
Mm. Like the worst fights. It was just, it, that got to the point to where then I just thought, you're not going to hit me. I'm going to pick up something. We finna fight. Okay. I'm not doing it because you're not going to keep this. And then every time he would apologize, uh, I'm sorry, or, you know, buy something. Yeah, I hear the women yeah. say that. It, it always comes with the apology, yeah. with I'm the gifts. I'm not going to do this anymore. I love you and this and that. And so after the apology came and after that, how long was to the next incident? Um, like at first it would take a minute, like a month. Were you walking on eggshells or were you? No, not at that point. Okay. Um, when that, when that fight happened, that was one of the worst. That's when I started walking on eggshells because you couldn't say certain stuff or you couldn't say right. certain things. You better not look this way or it, like any little thing was an argument then. And I kept saying something has to be wrong because mm-hmm. there's no way that we can't be in the same household together. And if, if we I say the water ain't cold. It's it's a fight. Like it shouldn't be that way. So, so you just probably got to the point where you didn't want to say yeah. anything. I just got really frustrated right, and and I was depressed. And so when I had got in that situation, and my family was like, "Oh, you're getting big. You doing this? Like you okay?" Were you eating or was it stress? It was it was both. Okay. I had got real, real big to where it, like they were you know it runs in our family, but they were like, so, "Yo, you okay?" Because like in a short period of time, I had blew up. Hmm. Like I went from a, I went from like a fourteen to a twenty eight just like that. So they was like, Are you you sure you're okay? And I'm like, Yeah, you know me, I'm okay, no nothing's going on. But no one knew that when I would go home, I'm in my room. We wouldn't even sleep together in the same bed. I'm in my room scared with the door locked with a knife up under the bed. Because hmm. I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Now, right. Or I don't know what's gonna go on. And majority of his family, um, when I when I when everything was found out, they were like, "Why didn't you say anything, or why you didn't do nothing?" Because you're you're his family, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all not. Why would I believe that y'all would believe me over him? And he's your family, right? That's right. But a lot yeah. of them were like, "You know, you should have told us, or we right. did this." And, and why know. didn't you say anything? Was it a reason? I just felt like whatever happened in my house was supposed to be stay good. in your house. You know mm-hmm. how we keep telling whatever yeah. stays. Because I always house. thought no one can help me. Like who's gonna? feel sorry enough to help me or who's gonna want to and help all me. this time you still going through the pain of losing your baby all it is so, you still going through no one like ever knew like they were just like oh okay i'm just just falling like i always say deeper and deeper into a hole to where it's like like i don't think i can get out of it this time like you know i'm steady trying and i was like something has to give and right. i was like that final fight when I looked in the mirror, I was like, you saw your I face. don't deserve this. Like yeah. I literally And is that when you start wanting to cover up your face after uh, that? Yeah, after all of that, um oh, fear Miss Virginia. Okay. I used to um because I always have a picture of me with my big cheeky smile. Mm-hmm. I always Beautiful said, smile. It ne- it never no matter if I was small or big, I always could say that I had a cute face. You do. So mm-hmm. when that happened it was like Okay, I don't have my face anymore, so maybe I should cover it. And that was just something that I always did with insecurity. Mm-hmm. That was something for me. No one else, yes, she is. you Ms. know. Carol. So mm-hmm. I would always cover my face. I would get the same hairstyle, maybe a different color, but, but this always, always covered, covered up. Okay. And um, I know it got to the point to where when I first started saying I wanted to um, do my own business, I was mm-hmm. like, no one is going to take me serious if they're looking at me and they're I didn't want people to feel sorry or to be like not focused on what I'm saying because they're too busy looking in my face. And mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I always thought that like no one's gonna take me serious or they or I'm have to answer questions about why my eyes like this or why this or why do I do this and 
But everything so, you were saying, nobody knew. You were the only one that felt that because you kept telling me, I like, I don't see what you're saying. What? I, I don't see it. Let me give the call in number for anybody that want to call in. It's 281, what is that, 318? 8650. 8650. Anybody that want to call in, 281-318-8650. Miss Virginia Ballard say, tell you that you are helping others by telling your story because so many remain silent. Miss Virginia, can you call in? She has a story too. Can you call in for us, Miss Virginia? We would love to hear your story and um, encourage some of the ladies. So make sure y'all call in 281-318-8650. And don't forget our domestic violence um, <coughs> seminar we will be having October the 5th. She is one of our speakers, and we are sponsoring 50 ladies from a domestic violence shelter. I can't mention the shelter name. We're going to provide them with hygiene bags, plus we're going to provide uh, bags and different things, toys and stuff for the children also. So we're going to do that. So I've gotten in contact with them, but I can't call the name because they have to keep it, you know, separate. Confidential. Yeah, because we can't let them know. Okay, post the number. Miss Virginia, 281-318-8650. 281-318-8650. And we're going to get to you, love. <laughs> Please call in, Miss Virginia. We would love to hear from you. You know, it gets better. That's, that's my recommendation. And go get tested. If you're afraid, go, go with a friend. There's a there's support groups all over Facebook. There's support groups um, all over um, in, in the LGBT community. You don't have to be gay in order to be in the support group. There's several heterosexual only support groups. We want to make sure that there is um, that you have hope. And if you if you don't any don't know anybody, contact me. Contact me. Reach out to me. I will guide you through. We will. If you're not in Houston, we will FaceTime me. Now you can FaceTime me the entire time there, and I will walk you through the process. You know, we are in this together, and I want to make sure that we end the stigma of HIV. And we can only do this is by addressing it head on. And I want to make sure that people feel safe and they feel um, loved. And you know, when it was super hard for me to tell my family and friends. And if you don't feel like talking to me, then I can reach out to another provider. We will we will get you connected to somebody who will make sure that you are safe, first of all. And second of all, is make sure that we're gonna know your status. And then once you know your status, either we're gonna get you on PrEP if you're sexually active, and we're gonna recommend it to you, or if you um, are HIV positive, then we will get you on, on drugs immediately. And the drugs now today are not the drugs that were 20 years from now. And my doctor is very conscious of my liver. My doctor is very conscious of my bones. She wants to make sure that I stay healthy. And that those are the medications that are out there now. So there's so many types of medications that will help you. But the first thing we have to do is to get tested. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. In 2005, I had a close family member die to HIV. And I, to be honest with you, I'm still probably not even supposed to know it. Uh, 
In fact, the only reason I know it is because an angry family member said it in anger and it slipped out. And that's how I found out. And that's why I'm so passionate about this podcast because I'm tired of people like me, family who would support and who would have loved on my cousin. She died alone. She died in the hospital bed completely alone because I didn't know. And because I was too busy playing basketball than being with my cousin. And I'm very passionate about what Josh Michael does. He wants to change the world. And I hope all of you contact him. And that's why I'm so extremely passionate about this podcast. But I suffer every day that I let my cousin die alone because 2005 made me an ally. But I shouldn't have to go through death like that to become an ally. All of us should be allies. That's my story. And that's why Josh is doing this podcast. And that's why we're here.